0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I always look forward to uh, conversations with my next guest, Michael Tove, columnist with Looney Politics, contributor to the National Post and The Washington Times, and former speechwriter for Prime Minister Stephen Harper every two weeks. Michael and I have conversations. And one of the things we're going to get at at the end of our conversation, and after the end of your views on what's going on with the trucker or Freedom Convoy, Michael and the developments will talk about the Super Bowl. But well, What's your sense of what's been going on since we last talked two weeks ago on this trucker slash Freedom Convoy and the protests across the country?
1: Yeah, thanks, Roy. Um, yeah, I think on for- I think we're getting near the end of it, actually, based on what's happened today. We've seen on Sunday the well over the weekend the police moved in pretty fast to windsor's ambassador bridge and they arrested a couple people or detained them anyways i guess we should say if nothing else and they're starting to sort of clear the path to the point where um basically cross-border truck traffic will be moving at a more frequent rate or a, a normal rate once again on the ambassador bridge uh based on ontario premier doug ford's comments You know, he stated, you know, he has stated that he was pleased by what happened there and that he's now looking towards working directly with Ottawa, obviously with the federal government too, possibly the U.S. government if they want to intervene. And there's obviously still a long way to go and there's still things that need to be dealt with. We've also heard that apparently just recently the Ottawa mayor, Mr. Watson, basically came out and said that an agreement had been reached with, One of the representatives of the Freedom Convoy, the truckers' protest, stating that that basically trucks will leave residential areas, quote unquote, within the next 24 hours. So it appears as if we have that on Twitter. Yeah. So so basically, long story short, we're getting near the end. So I think what it's going to happen now for the next few days are people are going to try to determine or at least discern. Was anything accomplished here and were the goals of the Freedom Convoy accomplished? And I certainly think that the two main goals, which you and I talked about and I've talked about with others, and I'm sure you've discussed with other guests, which are obviously to enhance freedom and to decrease the amount of government's regulations or restrictions, mostly due to the lockdown measures that we faced in Canada during COVID-19, I think that the basic premises has been accomplished and the mindset of many Canadians seems to be on side with that. I think the key that still has to be determined is whether some of the other things that went around along with it, you know, some of the signs that we saw of, you know, a Nazi flag, a Confederate flag, some of the anti-vax protests that occurred. We remember early on there was obviously people who worked for a soup kitchen Claimed, or it was reported that they had been told that if they didn't give out free food, they were going to be harassed. We know that there were things that happened with it, and unfortunately the nature of protest, whether it's a protest run by people who are centre-right, centre-left, or have no ideology whatsoever, is you're going to get other people attached to it. Some of them are going to be screwballs, quite frankly, and others are just going to be single-interest individuals who just want to promote some sort of idea or concept that has nothing to do with the original protest itself. So I think that part still remains to be determined.
0: Now, for me, interesting is going to be going forward, and I agree with you. I think we're coming to the, to the end of this. It almost was, was going to have a shelf life. But sure. for me, the interesting aspect here is what's the takeaway? What happens now? Because protests are becoming more direct, more activist, more challenging of government. What is the lasting impression of the last three weeks with Canadians? That's the question that really interests me, Michael.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and I think a lot of us are going to be determining it, not just talking heads, but I think average Canadians as well. You know, it's really come to a point, have we reached something interesting with the Freedom uh, Convoy trucker protest, in that have we reached a point where some people are suggesting that Canada is looking at issues in a different context or in a broader context? Like, for example, we've seen some polling that's come out. John Wright's uh, Maru poll, for example, just recently showed that, um, that tr- Justin Trudeau's popularity has really decreased. It's actually at one of its lowest levels in quite some time. It's basically hovering around 50, basically 53% of Canadians roughly thought that he's done uh, an okay job managing things during the Freedom Convoy. So it makes you wonder if leadership is now going to be questioned more regularly, which is interesting based on the fact that we've talked nonstop and ad nauseum about Trudeau's shelf life as a leader and how long he has lasted, you know, three elections two of which he finished in second place with the popular vote, but still one more seat. Yeah, three elections so is
0: usually about all you're going to get. And I spoke with Dan McTagg and Michelle Simpson uh, for quite a while today. Uh, Dan, as you know, former Liberal member of Parliament, and Michelle was a seatmate to Justin Trudeau for four yep. years. And they really think that uh, that he's under duress within the party. You have three members of Parliament standing up, three members of the Liberal caucus in the last few days, challenging Correct. Trudeau directly. That speaks volumes, but more loudly to me, Michael, Uh, speaks the column by, the op-ed by Mark Carney in the Globe and Mail, where he really directly, I think, challenged Justin Trudeau, and we know why Mark Carney's living in Ottawa. It's not just because he wants to live in Ottawa.
1: No, I think there's no big secret. I mean, I wrote about it last year for the Post, and I'm not the only person to have remarked on that. Many others have, too. We all know what he's doing. We all know what he's planning. And, yes, he still obviously had some obligations in Europe last year with the COP26 conference, but those have now tidied up. And if he wants to have a political career, even if it is, some people sort of think that it's a little bit late in the game because obviously opportunities could have existed last year had he wanted to run, Uh, My guess is that if he aims for anything, he'll aim for the top spot. And I agree with you. The Globe and Mail piece that he wrote was the most direct signal that he's going to fire some shots at Justin Trudeau. He recognizes he's weak. You know, know, and we also know that a lot of people, including Chrystia Freeland, have a very strong grasp of what's going on, not only in the party, but in the government, and in many ways are sort of managing the government far more so than the fellow who, you know, lives in the cottage near 24 Sussex.
0: So we have about uh, 60 seconds left here. Why do you think that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl? How could you be so wrong? (laughs) I could say the same to you, my friend. But um, I'm sure you will.
1: Well, long story short, uh, because obviously we're tight for time, I think it's just Stafford's time. Stafford has had, you know, the quarterback for the L.A. Rams, has had had a long career with the Detroit Lions, played in a lot of mediocre teams, which we recognize, but he has a ton of experience. The Rams had a better regular season overall. I realize that the Bengals have plenty of momentum right now. I just think pound for pound, the Rams just have a a better team to compete with them. But I think it'll be a very close game. I could see this going to a field goal. Plus, there's two interesting motivations. I'm sure you've talked about them. One for the Bengals is that they never won a Super Bowl. They've lost twice to the 49ers in the past. And it's been a long time, over 30 years, since they got to this level. And for the Rams, which is the most interesting part, they've never
0: won in L.A. You're hogging all the time. Let me make it really simple. Two words Joe (laughs) Burrow.
1: He's a good player, he's a good quarterback, he's got a great future, but nah, Stafford's got the experience.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites.